What's up, Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison from MelanatedFathers.com and Melanated Fathers TV, bringing you another episode of the Melanated Convo Podcast, where we basically have in-depth conversations with individuals from our community who are passionate about what they do. Like I said before, it could be a musician, it could be an entertainer, it could be a construction worker, it could be just a parent. I mean, who whoever it is, we just look for people who are passionate about, the, about what they do and wake up every day putting their best foot forward to accomplish whatever goal they set forth. Now, also on the podcast, we spend a few minutes talking about either uh, um, um, important news stories that have happened in our community or supporting black businesses, new black businesses that have been around or just black businesses I feel everyone should be aware of because, you know, we talk a lot about the amount of money. We talk a lot about the amount of money that's spent in our community, which is true. We definitely spend our money with a lot of outside fractions. So it's important that we know about the different people in our community that's selling goods and services. So let's get started here. The first thing I wanted to discuss today, the first product I want to talk about today. So no news stories for today, actually, family. It'd just be a couple of business, a couple of businesses that I find to be extremely interesting. Now, the first business is from a brother that I've had the opportunity of interviewing a couple times named Khalid White, who's a professor out of the Bay Area. Khalid has a platform called BlackEmpower.com. That's B-L-K-M-P-W-R.com. Now, on his website, not only does he sell clothes, he has the t-shirts and things like that that you can get that I think are pretty pretty fly and people would um, enjoy supporting. He also has written a few books. Um, he has a few kid, kid books that he just um, released recently. He also has a book called Black Fatherhood, Trials and Tribulations, um, tr um, Tribulations, Testimony and Triumph which speaking specifically about fatherhood, he has another book that he's written with other um, um, educators about the black men guide or the black men of color guide to, to community college. So the brother's doing a lot in our community. He also has a documentary about the black fatherhood book that I think everybody should check out as well. So not only is the brother Khalid um, a professor, like a black professor at a college, which I think just having a black man in education if we look at the school system today you know what i'm saying it's a lot it's not too many black teachers at all so for a black young man to be in that role i think is imperative and something that we all should see and inspire our kids to try to emulate actually so on his website he has a lot of good things i think everybody should, should check out so again that's blackempower.com that's b-l-k-m-p-w-r.com books clothes films, everything popping on there, go check it out. Now, the next company I wanted to advertise is a clothing line called Habitually Fly. That's H-A-B-I-T-U-A-L-L-Y, then the letter, then the uh, a word fly, habituallyfly.com. On, I just found this, this website today. And like I said, man, this is important, y'all. Like when we look at spending our money, when we look at economics in our community and how um, fucked up it is to a degree, before we spend our money with anybody else, I would um, employ all of you to just look for someone who looks like you that sells the same product. Now, of course, you don't want to um, downgrade the quality of what you're purchasing just because the person is black. That, that, that is 
uh, counterproductive to a degree. If, if we're going to support black people, of course, the product, what they, what they put forward has to be equal or greater than the other people that we're going to in the community. But, you know, even saying that we still should give people in our community the benefit of the doubt, just understanding, you know, how economically behind we are when we look at other races of people and just in the country in general, right? So habitually fly, habituallyfly.com, a lot of nice t-shirts um, with, with black symbols on them with words from black people that we know, just a lot of nice slogans and it looks like really quality material. Um, they have mugs and um, hoodies, just a different uh, variety of clothing that you can buy for women. They have kids clothes as well. Some Wakanda hoodies that I'm looking at right now, that's pretty fly. So everybody hearing the sound of my voice, please go to habitually fly.com check out the clothes check out the shirts a lot of the the different accessories they have on the website support them support them support them tell your friends about them too so if there's people you know who's when and that's another um job i think it is of all of us we spend a lot a, a lot of time gossiping, gossiping about bullshit or talking about things that don't really matter. If you know about black businesses, if you know about somebody black doing something positive and you're on social media, um, advertise their business, talk about them, bring, bring that up when you're conversating sometime about, you know, the entertainment world or a lot of the other things that we, we spend our time talking about on social media that really don't give a damn, you know, that, that really don't matter when we look at the grand scheme of things. So habitually fly, Dot com go to the website today check out what they're doing now for our interview today now just like i said last last um podcast when i was speaking to the brother Khalid white when i first started my platform i started this off as a website where i interviewed fathers um about what we go through about um how they deal with different things just being a father of five myself um, understanding the perspective of like a progressive father and somebody that's trying to do the right thing cannot just benefit me, but I felt like that can benefit the community. So while doing that, I got the opportunity of interviewing this brother that we're going to talk to today. And not only was he, cause you know, being a 39 year old black man, of course, I'm, um, you know, severely immersed in hip hop culture. So, you know, I've been fucking with hip hop for a real, real long time. So I understand the layers I understand the wordplay. I understand how that industry works. So meeting this brother, he was not only a hip hop artist, he was bringing a conscious message, which if anybody knows hip hop and follows it, it makes the road to success that much difficult, I think. So I had to take my hat off for him for doing that. He also was a vegan. He was homeschooling his kids. So he was doing a lot of things you know, at the time that I started my platform, I felt like that was perfect for what I was trying to do because he was like a embodiment of the message that I was trying to present. And since we've connected, I've continued to follow the brother and he's continued to say what he mean and mean exactly what he say and do exactly what he talk about in his music when it comes to being a vegan, when it comes to how he lives his life. Now, of course, when we are on these platforms and we talking by no stretch of the imagination, am I saying anybody I speak to is perfect. We all have problems. We all going through different shit in life. But if you put your best foot forward, if you trying your best to crystallize your third eye so you can see things that go on in our community from a different perspective, that's golden to me. So more important than money sometimes, just the path I see somebody on is really inspiring. 
So on today's episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast, we have my boy, Mr. Lewis. How you doing today, mister? I'm doing pretty good, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just But just like I said, bro, we spoke before and we had the opportunity of doing the interview that was written. So we didn't get an opportunity to kind of get the natural flow of things and the feel you get from when you're hearing somebody talk opposed to seeing it written down on paper. You feel me? Right, right, right. Yeah, so I want to bring you back on, man. Talk about everything you've been doing. Talk about your music, um, how everything's been going with that. So first off, I want to backtrack a little bit. Some of these things I may have asked in the first interview, but people who didn't read that, I want to like reacclimate them with who you are. So tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Sacramento, California. Okay, and um, you've been rapping for a long time as well, so. How long have you actually been? Because, you know, sometimes when I speak to rappers, there's a period of time like before you even record any music, like before there's a studio around or anything like that. So talk to me about when you actually first started rapping. Okay, well, yeah, I started off. um, I actually started off doing some poetry. So I was just writing um, just how I was feeling. I was just always just writing, you know, what was on my mind. And, you know, it was always some just feeling type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was always in my feelings. I feel like just always just um, just trying to better myself or thinking about how I could do better or just, you know, just anything like that. Just problems or issues that I had, you know, I was I would just write it down and um, I was doing that for about, man, let me say like probably like four or five months. Um, before I actually started recording music, mm-hmm. and when I started recording music, it's it's crazy because like now when I see people, um, and they they say they don't have the means to recording, it's just funny to me because I'm like, I started off with a a headset, like I used to record myself on like a computer headset, mm-hmm. and just the cheapest computer I had, it was like a hundred dollar little Dell desktop, and um. I used audacity. I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, I just started off doing the bare minimum. Like, so it was just like, you know, I I just wanted to get uh, my message out that was in my head. So, you know, and I, and I wasn't scared of the process. I wasn't scared of, you know, looking a certain type of way to people thinking like, Oh, your, your stuff doesn't sound good and all that. You know, I, I just was like, man, I'm just beginning. I'm just starting. And this is where I'm at. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think it's important you you mentioned that a couple of things that you said, because I think a lot of times um, when it comes to just attempting to follow a dream or attempting to um, see something through, I think a lot of times we are our worst enemy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of the things you just mentioned, I've heard people say that say those things to, to themselves. And that's pretty much like a self-defeating type of attitude because you're right. Whenever you step out of the box and you're doing something out of that, that isn't in the traditional sense, what people typically do. I mean, if you find a job somewhere or if you're working somewhere, people don't tend to critique that as much as you attempting to do something that's creative and on your own. And just like you said, everything is a process. And you know, uh, uh, people critiquing you or having tough skin, rather, 
is something that you have to learn if you're going to be in a position where you're presenting people your ideas, whether that's in like writing, whether that's music, whether that's in fashion. If you take your time and put something together and it comes from your your frame of reference and your way of thinking, presenting that to people can be difficult. You know what I'm saying? I've even heard guys say that they rap for a long time, but they didn't let nobody hear it for a long time, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think that happens a lot where we're, we're not sure about um, how what we're doing is going to be received. But as you're doing now, I see you progressing a lot, brother. And, I, you know, it just to me, that's a testament to you got to just step out on a limb and, you know, trust the process, just like you said. Exactly. Yeah. Now, also, so when we talk about hip hop, like I was saying in the intro, we, um, you know, growing up listening to hip hop, all of us have listened to a particular type of music. There's always been people who are a little more conscious than others. But when we, you know, when we talk about who's popular, what we see when we cut the TV on, what's what dominates the airwave, so to speak, it's more of a, you know, street oriented type of hip hop. What, well, first I wanted to ask, being more of a conscious person, more of a person that thinks about your community first and about the history and the things we've been through. How did that come about for you? Um, well, really, like like I said, I was always into just, you know, just how I really felt and what was really going on. You know, I have a history of just like, you know, being a kid or mm -hmm. just being a teenager and just doing things, you know what I mean? Like not making the right decisions and, mm -hmm you know, being around gang members and all types of stuff like that. But, you know, I always knew like that wasn't really what I wanted to do or where I wanted to be. So when I started doing music, um, yeah, I already had that in me. Like I already had it in me. I always, I always had like the God mentality in me. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was in a church and like, I would, I would read the Bible and, um, you know, I would study it and I would I would read like Proverbs and stuff like that, you know. Um, and, you know, that's just I don't know. It was just always in me. So. I never chose to go down a route of just talking about, you know, gang banging or just like any of the stuff that I used to be a part of. Like, hmm. you know, I was just always just like, nah, that's that's not me. That's not what I want to represent, you know. And uh, at the time, I also. My, I was going to have a son, my first son. So, you know, I just, I was, I was really thinking about, um, you know, representing my kid, you know what I mean? And him just listening to me in the future and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely uh, just always was a part of, uh, you know, just this movement that I'm in, that mm -hmm. I'm a part of right now. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like I was saying earlier, I, I take my hat off to you because, you know, being being a person now myself that I'm on social media, I embrace these different platforms because I feel I have a message that I want to get out. But of course, in black society, we see how if you're talking about a certain thing at, at times that tends to skyrocket faster, that tends to get more attention. You know what I'm saying? So I like with the the message that you putting forward a, a, a lot of the things that i talk about i think people want to hear it you just got to present it to them the right way but um a lot of our people don't even want to hear it at all you know what i'm saying so sometimes it feels like an uphill battle but definitely something that's necessary you know what i'm saying 
definitely. Like with 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 it all, with the gangster music and everything like that, I just feel like people just want to see success and money. And I feel like as long as like majority of the people, like you know what I mean. Like I feel like as long as they see that, and like you said, like you you talking about it in the right way. Like we could be talking about some conscious things, and as long as we, you know, showing them like we're being about our word, we get money off of this, and this is this is the reason why we're successful. And you know, mm-hmm. I feel like people will gravitate towards that and be like, oh shoot, well, you know, I need to I need to do things like that too because mm-hmm. you know he's being successful with it. You know, I feel like people think like that when it comes to um, just a lot of things. You know what I mean? And I feel like you know. Um, I feel like gangster rap and a lot of just, you know, that type of music, like the trap rap, it just represents that so well to people. It's always flashing money, always cars, always women. And people mm-hmm. just, you know, they see the, um, the they get that adrenaline rush off of it and they feel like, oh, this is, this is something that I want. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, we just got to, you know, do the same things, not the same things, but, you know, just, um, I feel like kind of always keep the message there, but, um, you know, we got to kind of play it a certain way as well. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Yeah. I feel exactly what you're saying, bro, because, you know, um, a lot of the hip hop that, you know, most of the hip hop that we grew up on has a particular message in those rappers because our community is so, impoverished and we lack so many things rappers have become like role models to a lot of people that way of living has be you know become like the way of moving forward and getting success and being a success opposed to being like a lawyer or a fireman or any of the any regular profession i think in our community a lot of kids don't even look at those things as options because we've been kind of bred to idolize rappers and and how fast it, it it seems that they're living but when you look behind the curtain for a lot of the things involving entertainment you'll see that a lot of people don't even have as much as they think they got so or as much as we think they got so you know it's kind of the blind leading the blind to a degree but you know, like he was saying, there are conscious rappers or rappers who speak the truth, speak truth to power in their lyrics that are popular, that are making a lot of money off of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just how you, just like he was saying, it's just how you present that to people, I think, um, make it so it's, it's palatable for them. And sometimes you got to spoon feed them knowledge opposed to just trying to shove some shit you know down their throat. You feel me? Yep, definitely. Now, I was listening to Better Days, um, the album. I found it on Tidal, and, you know, I I really enjoyed the tracks and just a lot of the music you present, bro. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always listening. And being a guy who, uh, as much as I like Talib Khalid and some other The Conscious dudes, if you go to my phone, it's probably going to be more of a street-oriented rap. That's just kind of what I've, what I've liked more throughout my life. But listening to your music, the the sonically it sounds good you feel what i'm saying sonically it's right there with a lot of the other shit that i listen to is just your message may be a little bit different but the 808 the the sound of the music is still there too so how important has it been for you to like incorporate ha- have you ever been tempted to incorporate like the little talk box machine or have you ever been t- been tempted to 
make a record that sounds like what's going on right now because one of the biggest things that I don't like about hip hop right uh, currently is everybody follows like the same trends. It's not right. too many people stepping out and doing you know different shit. So have you ever been tempted to say, you know what, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna do this conscious shit to a degree, but I'm gonna change it up and kind of do what I hear on the radio or something like that? Um, yeah, I feel like I've been tempted or it's came to mind, you know what I mean? But, um, really it's just with the beats, you know what I mean? Like, that's really what I, what I feel like, if anything, I would change with my music and, um, and really just being more of a, uh, what, what I could say, it's just like more of a confident type of rapper, like, hmm. you know, just talking about like you know how I believe in myself and um things like that instead of just you know all the time just talking about oh this is what's wrong and this oh, is yeah. what's going on you know what I mean like instead of just always talking about that type of stuff you know just talking about like you know um just good times and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know good times and empowerment and yeah and, and also changing using those beats that people feel like oh that's slapping like you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I was like yeah okay I, I should be able to I should come off on those types of beats you know and come a little aggressive like you know come with that I'll kill for my people type of you know message because that's what people like hearing it's like sometimes they like that aggressiveness they like that you know that um that just type of mentality of just like, you know, God mode, like, you know what I mean? Like, or, or, uh, so yeah, I, I've thought about doing that and I have at times, but, um, you know, a lot of times I just, I'm just always just doing what, what feels right to me to certain beats that I'm, that I'm getting. Like, you know, I don't have a producer that's just, uh, a main producer that's just making me one certain type of beat. So I get so many different styles of beats now hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to rap uh, like this on this beat because that's how it makes me feel. You know what I mean? And just bring out what's what's on my mind with it. But uh, yeah, I definitely thought about it, though. Like even even just playing around, like I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm about to make a song that's just like, you know, just that's that's just not on anything that I be doing just to be funny. You know, you know what I mean? Just to see what people are going to say and just to be just to make it seem like this is easy to do. Mm. But yeah, I never, uh, I never did it though. Okay, okay. Now listening to your album Better Days, which is available now, everybody, you can go get it. Better Days. I got it on title. Is it on Apple Music and everything too? All the streaming platforms? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Go. Everybody should definitely go check that album out. Now on Know Your Worth, you mentioned a lot of good things that I think our community can hear. How important is that, like in general, just to to you? Just looking at our community, looking at black people in general, a lot of the things we go through, I don't, and, and I kind of feel what you just said, because sometimes on my platform, I don't want to always make it seem like I'm talking about the bad stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. talking about things that are going wrong. Sometimes you want to be a little entertaining, you want to be more upbeat and things like that, but when you take a look at black society and a lot of things that we do to each other, and a lot of things we go through, it kind of seems like some of us, not all, I'm never going to speak in generalities, but some of us may not know our worth. So when you say that, and when you say those lines in that song, um, what does that mean to you to know your worth? Man, 
I feel like that's everything that's, um, you know, life changing. Really, I feel like it's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's really, you know, the key to getting what you want out of life. You know what I mean? Like if you know your worth and you know what you can do and where even where you came from, you know what I mean? As far as just like, you know, your ancestors and, you know, your your family history mm-hmm. and 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 things like that, you know, I feel like you'll be able to accomplish more in life. Like you'll be able to just, you know, um, really do something that matters. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of just out here, just not caring, not thinking and just doing as, as you're told or what you see is just the the thing to do. Like, so mm-hmm. you know what I, mean? I just feel like, you know, knowing your worth would definitely, you know, change, change a life. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you also saying, you know, knowing your worth is first, like knowing who you are. Right. Yes, you sir. Know, knowing there's, I think, because I think a lot of people in our society, I'm speaking about black people specifically, when it's time for them to um come to terms with some bad things that are going on in their life, or if they want to turn over a new leaf, a lot of people turn to religion and they begin to use that faith to kind of guide them through negative things they've been through. And I think like ultimately, even though I'm not a religious person, I think ultimately if that's going to get you through a situation, if that's going to get you over whatever hump that may be in front of you, I'm all with that. But I think sometimes, bullshit, all the time, I think going inside first to kind of see what's going on with you, to kind of get, learn your family history, learn the history of your people a little bit, learn like going inside first, I think, helps you opposed to going straight outside of yourself to find some type of relief. I think that's kind of the American way. When some shit's happening to you, you're going to look outside of yourself for the answer when a lot of the times it's it's been in you the whole time. You feel me? Yeah, because it's like, you know, a lot of the times when people are dealing with things, they not they just dealing with it. You know what I mean? They, it's like this is me. Like I'm going through this and you making decisions based upon like what you want to do and how you feel. But as soon as something goes bad, it's like, Oh, help me. You know what I mean? Like help me God or, or, uh, the devil's doing this to me. You know what I mean? They just start blaming things on, on like, like you saying, like those outside sources or trying to bring in some, some outside source when, uh, you know, when you just regularly living your life and doing what you're doing, like you, it's all about you. You know what I mean? You going all, all on the feelings that, that you have on the inside and, uh, and things like that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reason why I brought up like knowing your worth, knowing who you are inside, because brother, when I watch you and I see, and we, and, you know, I want to talk about you homeschooling your kids. I want to talk about you being a vegan because, you know, to me, there's different levels of being, I don't like to say conscious all the time, but an aware person, like aware of what we go through, aware of what you put in your body, just a complete level of awareness. I right. think there's levels to that. But when you look at somebody who can not eat meat, who can focus on homeschooling their kids, I mean, this is, this is to me personally, this is a higher level of the game right there. That's something that a lot of us haven't even grasped the idea of doing this for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So talk to me about, being a vegan, like not eating meat, the the dishes you make about 
you know what I'm saying, homeschooling your kids. How 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 has you seen how have you seen your family benefit from all that? Man, uh, you know, becoming plant-based and changing my diet really changed my mind um on a lot of things. Like it it really did make me more aware of just life in general. You know what I mean? It made me more aware of what I was putting on my skin, you know, what I was brushing my teeth with, um, you know, just, it made me more aware about like, you know, what was going on with the planet. You know what I mean? Like it made me more aware about my actual feelings and how I feel and why I feel a certain type of way, you know, just, and, and that's the crazy thing about it. Like, you know, just changing my diet really changed all that about me. You know, mm. it made it made me want to start growing food. You know what I mean? It made me uh, get into that and see growing food as a skill that that we should be able to that we all should learn. Like it, it should. I feel I feel like now it should be a, a necessity that we learn how to grow food in our lives because you know food is so important to us. Then mm-hmm. uh, you know, just thinking like that made me you know think about building houses. And um, just skills in general, like those those foundational skills that help us live today. You know what I mean? Like, you know, having a house, you know, um, electricity, food, um, you know, even clothing, you know, all those basic necessities, you know, shelter, water, you know, uh, food and uh, clothing, like those basic necessities, I feel like it opened my mind to be like, we got to be able to create these things for ourselves. Like, you know what I mean? We got to be able to build these things for ourselves. So, you know, becoming plant-based really changed my mind and my lifestyle over to those types of things. And, and, you know, as my mindset changed into that, I, I also took my kids and my family into the same, you know, lifestyle, you know, it was kind of hard, uh, definitely hard, you know, it was hard on me. So, you know, it's definitely hard on my three other kids that I had, you know, trying to get them to be able to um, change their lifestyle and their diets as well. You know what I mean? As, as far as my lady, you know, so it was, it was a, it was a big transition for us, but um, yeah, it just, it just started putting in my mind, like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta put this stuff into them early. So when they do get older, um, they don't have to go through the same things that I went through. You know what I mean? It, it made me start thinking about culture because that's what, that's what this is all about. You know what I mean? It's about how we are raising ourselves up in our family and, uh, what we're building together. So, you know, I started thinking about that, you know, like, man, I got to teach my kids or at least guide them in a direction to where they can be, be interested in, growing food or building, fixing things, either cars or, you know, just having some type of skill to where, you know, we don't have to depend on nobody. They don't have to depend on a job. They can always, you know, say, oh, I know how to do this and I can work for myself and I could just, you know, just be in that mentality. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a big change for me. Yeah. And, and that's, um that's why I wanted to bring you on, bro, because we have a, you know, I think, you know, there, there are so many issues in our community that we deal with finances, you know, some of us not having fathers in our house, um, not eating correctly. So we have a, there, there's a whole bunch of 
categories of different things that we're dealing with. But to see you actually putting your money where your mouth is, so to speak, and I'm watching you on Facebook and shit, bro. A lot of things you're doing with your kids, you're showing them how to cook them like, damn, these are some life skills that should actually be in school. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. These, these are things that you should be teaching kids in school. And to see you actually taking the time to do it with your kids, that that's definitely been beautiful for me to watch. Now, about the homeschooling, you've still been homeschooling your kids too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And has that been, has that gotten easier or has that been like trying for you? Um, yeah, that's, that's actually gotten easier. Um, you know, just teaching my, my, my son how to read, you know, that was kind of hard at first for me, you know, just because I didn't, I didn't know how to teach anybody how to read. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know the best way to go about it, but, uh, you know, I learned and I watched videos and I bought some, some like, you know, uh, phonics and, um, all types of little things, you know, just to try to help my son learn how to read. So now that I, I did that last year, it, it's just, it just helped me be able to do, do it now because I have two girls. Hmm. So, you know, they're, they're both going to be getting older and, and doing the same thing. So it's just like, I just learned how to, uh, you know, take that same formula and concepts and pass it down to my, my little ones, you know? So it has, it has definitely been a difficult thing to do, like I said, because I didn't, I didn't learn this from anybody. You know what I mean? I didn't, my mom and dad didn't homeschool me and mm -hmm. um, nobody was like, yeah, you should homeschool your kids. And was like, you know, it's just something that I decided to do. And, uh, and, and I mean, another reason also why I decided to homeschool the kids is because of um, the shots. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm not going to give my kids these vaccines and yeah. you know, do all this stuff. Like, so I'm a homeschool them, you know what I mean? And then and, and just the journey, the journey began. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, uh, uh, and I'll say one more thing about that, then we'll move on. But, uh, and a lot of people in our community will have a problem with the vaccines. They'll say, I'm completely against it. They'll march against it. Right. But then they'll still send their kids to school. I think that's a bold move to say, I don't like the vaccines. I don't like, I don't want to inject my kids with any viruses to keep the virus out of their body, all that weird shit. I'm going to just keep them at home and do it myself. You see what I'm saying? So, yes. uh, so again, I take my hat off to you for doing that, bro. And I think over time, just, and I'm sure you'll, you'll teach them about history and everything that we've been through. I think definitely. they'll be good, bro. I think they'll be good. Definitely. Definitely. Now, something else I want to talk to you about and, you know, cause I see you perform a lot. I see you take your speaker and go downtown and just perform there to me, right. which that that's real admirable to me because you could just be making your music in the studio and release it that way. You know what I'm saying? But going out on the street and performing for people, I think that kind of builds up showmanship too. I was looking at you like, damn, that can actually help them when it's time to perform on a big stage or whatever. But I see you at the Black Food Festival. I see you at all these other events that are, you know, put together by our people. And I'm seeing you everywhere you can perform, man. How, how has those experiences been? Um, yes, it, it really has helped me, you know, um, doing street shows has really propelled me to the artist that I am today. It really has helped me get comfortable with being on stage and being in front of people because there was a time when I was really, you know, nervous about going out there by myself. 
Hmm. And, um, you know, always was thinking something was going to happen or, you know, just, just anything, anything negative. You know what I mean? Like I was always thinking something negative about the situation at first, but, you know, just overcoming that, you know, helped me with a lot, you know? Um, but even before I started doing that, um, like I was already doing street shows with my dancing, but that, that was also another confidence thing that I, I didn't have. Like, you know, I had it, like, I was never afraid all the way of, you know, being nervous and, and not really confident about my dancing skills or anything, but I was still, you know, put it out there. I would still go to battles and stuff like that. So, you know, the dancing really helped me with transitioning to the music and being like, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna do the same things with how I was doing with dancing. I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna do these street shows. And then, uh, but even before I started doing the street shows, I was always walking around the parking lot selling CDs. Like I was in Walmart passing out CDs and um, just doing things on that level. Like, you know, if I go to the gas station, get out the gas station, I'll see somebody, I'll be like, hey, you trying to buy a CD or leaving stuff places. And, you know, like I've always been, um, I always worked like that with my music. You know, I feel like that's just the best way to get things out. Mm -hmm. You know, it had me think about like, you know, I don't need no, I don't need no label or I don't need all of this stuff, you know, to, to, to do what I'm do, to do what I'm doing. You know, I just need, I just need to uh, believe in myself and have some promotional things and really focus on marketing and promotion uh, to be able to get myself out there more than anything else. So yeah, street shows really helped with that, you know, and, and uh, you know, going to these black festivals and uh, food festivals and stuff like that. Like, man, that's just, that's just what I, I love doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I really want my support to come from, mm. you know, because it's like, I, I, I do what I do for the family, for my people, you know what I mean? And then, you know, then everything else is universal. You know what I mean? Like it's, so like, I really look for support and love from the black community more than anywhere else. You know what I mean? So it's just like, that's, that's just where I see myself. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of be disappointed at times. I'm not going to lie. Like I'd be disappointed at times from the support, but you know, I just, I just, at the end of the day, I just remember like, you know, we all got families, you know, we all sometimes are in our, our minds to be dealing with, uh, just ourselves, you know what I mean? And just trying to put ourselves on. So yeah, I just keep, keep pushing, man. Yep. And that's the thing, bro. Like it, the support thing is tricky and I kind of deal with the same thing, but I'll be just thinking, bro, I just got to keep grinding. If, if somebody hasn't figured out what I do yet, if they haven't come to a point where they appreciate what I do enough to buy something or just to tune in, in my mind, I'm always thinking, okay, I just got to grind harder. I just got to figure out a different way to approach what I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? Because just like you said, of course, all of us, like everybody that's black in Sacramento, to me, you should be looking for black businesses. You should be looking for black events to attend. This is just how I think, though. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Same, same here. Yeah. Yep. And everybody not going to necessarily see it that way. But I'll be thinking, okay, so what am I going to do? Give up on them and say, fuck trying to do something for my people. I'll go make a business that can service everybody or I'll go do something that's more based on helping people in the world instead of my community. I'll be thinking like, man, that's just not in me to do that. So I got to right. 
out a way to make this work. You feel me? Yep. Yep. Now, also, I want to talk about. I seen that you um you've been directing videos. Tell me how did how did that start happening? Uh, well, that I actually started doing that like for myself. That's how I started. Really, just um, you know, with my lady, she just had the camera. Well, I bought a camera. You know, you know what I mean. And then uh, I just was like, I want to. I want to be able to put my first music video together. So I got a computer. Um, I learned how to use one of the programs off of YouTube. So this was about five, six years ago, you know, and um, and I was just like, man, I want to be able to put my own music videos together so, you know, people can see me doing what I'm doing. And I just started like that, you know, so I would have my friends or like I said, my lady, she would hold the camera. And um, they started recording me and then I started putting videos together for myself. And then as time went by, you know, I started getting better and better with it. And I just started, you know, offering that service to the community and, you know, anybody else who needed it. So, hmm. OK. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, you know, not for nothing. I'm looking at your work and it looks good, bro. I, I'm, I'm looking at the progression from when I first heard about you and how your videos would look in the in the concepts behind the videos because i'm watching all that you know what i'm saying i'm like right, right. bro didn't got good at this shit like it's something that can be a viable like a career option too you know and i've seen exactly some of the videos you do for people and i've even liked their music to a degree so i'm like damn doing for self <laughs> can open up a lot of doors you know what i'm saying definitely definitely all right now last thing i want to talk to you about being in sacramento california just like i am we both had like a front row seat um, with the whole Stefan Clark situation. Recently, his his kids were awarded um, a particular, I forgot the particular amount of money, but they'll get that money once they become like 22 or 25 or something like that. But, you know, being that this happened in the city that we're from and we had a front row seat to a lot of the protests, to a lot of the people who were involved and trying to, you know, make make this system do right by us to a degree. You know what I'm saying? What's mm -hmm. what's your take on that whole situation and how everything has transpired since it happened? Uh, man, let me let me see. Because I'm not gonna lie, like I I've had several different thoughts and and uh, you know, just hearing different stuff about the story and all that. But you know, I mean, to me. I mean, when you first told me about it, I'll just go off of the first thing I, I was thinking. I'm like, dang, they going to wait until they 20, 25 mm -hmm. and to, to give them some money when, you know, things is things is needed now. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, that's what I was thinking. Just, you know, based off of that, um, I definitely feel like what they did to the brother was unnecessary. You know, I mean, it was uncalled for and all of that, you know. Um, I wouldn't want that to happen to any of our people, mm -hmm. but I also feel like we shouldn't be putting ourselves in positions for things like that to happen. And I know sometimes things are, you know, you can't avoid some things, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know exactly what he did, but I, I just, you know, I was hearing just different stuff. You know, he was doing this, he was doing that. I'm like, damn, man, you know, just that's why sometimes you can't be, you know, doing that type of stuff so that these things will happen. And then, uh, you know, just based upon just how we went about it, I feel like, you know, um, 
just how I feel about my own life and just how I go about things. I'm like, we need to be more doing, you know what I mean? Then we are uh, marching or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, asking or telling them, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't feel like we should be doing that. Like, I, I feel like we should be like, you know what, this they, they did this, well, let's come together and we're going to go about things this way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're going to get support from our own people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's, that's just a whole nother story. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, yeah, that's just how I feel about it, man. Like, I feel like we need to, we need to be doing more, what, what do they call it? Uh, boycotting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Affecting people's money. Yep. Exactly. And, and bringing up, putting our monies together. And, uh, you know, the marching is cool because I feel like that that builds awareness. You know what I mean? You got to build awareness within the people and get everybody to see that you're serious. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we need to be marching in our hoods. We need to be marching in our hoods. Like, hey, y'all, come outside. This is what's going on. Yeah, um, this is this is why we doing what we doing. We need y'all support. You know, mm-hmm. we need to be asking for support from our people. You know what I mean? Going into our hoods and stuff like that more than, you know, going to the to the white house, to the to the downtown areas and being like hey y'all y'all did this to us and like they know what they did and mm-hmm. you know they don't feel bad about what they doing and they they don't care like yeah you know um and and if if we feel like we won something because they paying them paying the people but they still you know this this it's not going to end this is not going to end like this you know yep yep it's not it's not going to be over yep that's a uh interesting that's an interesting point of view, brother. And I think these situations have so many layers to them, right? right it's so right. much stuff going on at the same time because marching, like it to me, marching in general for, for us is a tradition-based activity. It's something that we've been doing for so long, right? Right. And it is a way to agitate. Like when they went to the Golden One Arena, and stop those people from going in. Golden One reacted now. I don't know how genuine they were, but they reacted and put money forth to try to help out with stuff. And I think that that's a good thing. That was kind of like a boycott in a way. But I think, right. you know, um, at this point, racist white people, not, not all white folks, but anybody who opposes us or anybody does, who does something negative to us, they're aware of police brutality. They're aware of all these things. So marching, after a while, to me, it, it gets to a point where, just like you just said, well, they know what they did to you. You don't gotta, you, you don't gotta march about it. You can be quiet, come together, and decide on an action that you'll take. Now, when I see people marching, though, like I said, it's such a layered situation. When I see people marching and taking the time out of their day to put forth this effort, I can't be mad at them because they are doing something. And I know it's a lot of people who just don't give a, a lot of black people who just don't give a fuck altogether. They ain't gonna march, they ain't gonna support a black business, they ain't gonna speak highly of black folks, they ain't gonna do none of that, you know what I'm saying? So I, under, I understand it to a degree, but in 2020, my opinion is, if next time we get killed, next time we get harmed, we quietly gather up and decide who we're going to boycott. We decide what we're going to build, but we're not going to go ask nobody for nothing. Because like you said, to a degree, 
you out there with a sign saying, look what you did to me. Well, the police are out there. They're monitoring the situation. Right. The same people who are the same people that we're doing this against, the same people who fucked us over, they just sit back watching us. In, in, in my mind, they're kind of thinking, okay, just let them get some steam off their chest. Just let them, just, just let them be out here for a minute. They'll go home and then it'll be over. You know what I'm saying? Because right, right. they went to the DA's office all those days in a row. And again, they're taking their time and time for me is one of the most important commodities I got, if not the most important commodity. So if you're taking your time to go down there in the March and then bang on her door and all that, I commend that to a degree, but let's look at it in hindsight. Those, those cops weren't convicted. The DA who was involved, she got reelected. You see what I'm saying? So right. to a degree, some of that was like for nothing almost. So, some of, like you said, some of the strategies we use may have to be changed up. But at the end of the day, I'm with my people. You see what I'm saying? If it's a march exactly. we got to do, if it's something we got to do, we got to do it. Because what I don't want and what I see happening a lot of times just in black society and black culture, this new cancel culture where once somebody black do something you don't like, it's like fuck them and fuck everything they didn't did. And I don't think that's fair all the time. We need to know how to disagree with what we do. But at the end of the day, say, I got your back and I'm there for you. You feel me? Exactly. You know, because we all we as individuals don't always do things that people like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we sometimes just be out here just doing for ourselves. You know what I mean? Not really thinking about nobody else but ourselves. And, you know, people ain't going to like it all the time. But, yeah, you know, just you just got to know who has a good heart, who has good intentions. And you rock with those people. There you go. There you go. Like you were saying, like, and that's how I was feeling too about the situation. I'm like, you, like you said, time is is important. Time is money, and you know when you think about the officers in in that that situation, like they getting paid for being out here. Y'all marching and y'all doing this every single day, every week, all week. Y'all paying them. Like, ain't nobody thinking about that. Like, ain't nobody thinking about the fact that the officers are getting paid. We putting money in a pocket for pe- being out here not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, not 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 that we not doing nothing. But I'm saying, I mean, I mean, in the sense of like, we're not really like I, I, I'm more with the, you know, like if we gonna do something, we gonna do something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if not, we ain't gotta be, we ain't gotta act like we gonna do something. Like, cause I'm, I'm, I don't want violence or anything like that. Like, who, who wants to be in a in, in a violent encounter? However. Right. You can't approach a damn beast with a picket sign. You can't you, you you can't approach a killer with a goddamn knife or a handshake. You gotta approach him the same way he approached you. Now, how that looks, I don't know, but you gotta fight fire with fire sometimes. If somebody punch you in your mouth and you just say stop, if they know all you're gonna say. Is you gonna come and you're gonna be like, just don't do that to me again, and you're gonna talk to them about it. Well, they're gonna keep hitting you. You see what I'm saying? So right. do I think black people as a whole is ready for some type of revolution? I mean, unfortunately, I don't. Right. I don't know what you know what I'm saying? Something gonna have to give. Exactly. We gotta get our power up. You know what I mean? We gotta get our our power, like our actual force. Mm-hmm. We need some force, we need some economics. You know, we need some, we need some more people. We need numbers. 
-hmm. We need, uh, you know, we need some, some politicians and we we need people in that, in that lane as well. You yeah. know, um, of course, yep. we need to change the social norms and how, what we see as black people being, uh, black or just, you know, we need to change these, 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 these ways of thinking that have been put on us to what, how we need to be thinking and how we are and just all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like we gotta, we gotta change the power of, you know, us as black people. And like, like I was just hearing and uh, been hearing a lot about reparations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, we cannot get reparations if we don't have a nationality, if we don't have a flag, if mm -hmm. we don't come together mm -hmm. under the same, you mm -hmm. know, something, if we don't come to, because African-American isn't, isn't anything, black isn't anything. Nope, so they so can't give. Yep. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? That's power. You know what I mean? Like we need to be moving towards these things a little more mm -hmm. to be able to get anything out of uh, this, this, this corporation that we're in, you know, because that's all it is. Like, yes, sir. Yep. Yep. I completely agree, man. And I, you know, I could talk about that all day, but the last thing I'll say about that, that we'll, that we'll end everything. Tulsa, Oklahoma, black wall street that was bombed by the, by the United States government. That was a beautiful situation. These black folks had schools, banks, uh, 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 everything, uh, uh, grocery stores, hair salons, everything you need to function in society. But you want to know the one store they didn't have was a damn gun store. You feel me? Right. So we need right. to we need to be aware of we gotta we gotta have a military side of us too that handles shit. You feel me? So exactly. I want to thank you, brother, for coming on the podcast, man, and and sharing your your story. I'm. I'm inspired by the fact that you keep going, by the fact that you live exactly what you be talking about. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, please go out there and support the brother. Um, you can find the Better Days album on on title. He said it's on all social media platforms. Mr. Give everybody your 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 social media handles, bro. Uh, it's Mr. Lewis, you know, M apostrophe S-T-E-R-L-E-W-I-S. Um, you know, on, on Instagram, YouTube, on everything, you know, you should be able to find me with that, Mr. Lewis. Um, and yes, yes. So Spotify, all that, you know, I'm coming out with another EP, uh, rebuilding the culture part two. And, you know, it's going to be a lot more aggressive. It's going to be a lot more just, uh, straight to the point, you know? So yeah, I hope y'all check that out and continue to rock with us, you know, um, shout out to the Melanated Fathers, you know, and we're going to keep things going. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast, man. Please do not forget to go to YouTube, the Melanated, it's Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. Like, subscribe to the channel so I can continue to keep everything popping. Man, look, uh, uh, dialogues like this in our community are important. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of, of how we all need to be positive and we all need to, and that's cool, but we also need to have difficult conversations sometimes about issues and things that we're not sure about. And in this new social media age where so much bullshit being presented to us, you know, we don't have real conversations on this podcast, Sean. Try to bring people on 
who can inspire you in a way to live different, to think about stuff different, right? Because it's all about perspective. We all have a way that we view life. We all have a way that we view people, but getting a new perspective about different topics is the only way we really going to build upon one another so we can change everything and, and, you know, make society and our community better for our kids, right? So I want to thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. Please go to MelanatedFathers.com. Check out the website um, on Instagram. It's Melanated Fathers 100. We out.